Welcome to the Stories in the Cemetery podcast, where we discuss investigations, paranormal methods, and equipment. We're more than just a podcast, and if you've been on one of our interactive ghost hunting experiences in downtown Charleston, well, you already knew that. We also run a Spirit Box boot camp, have recently published our first paranormal workbook, and are constantly challenging and experimenting with new paranormal methods and technologies. We even created a scoring system to determine how active a paranormal investigation is after you're done investigating. We call it the SITSI scoring system. This podcast also has a blog post for each episode so that you, the listener, can see and interact with our investigations and studies into the paranormal. Let's get into today's episode and methodologies. Happy Halloween, everybody, and welcome to episode 46 of the Stories in a Cemetery podcast. Uh, very quick and short intro. Um, this episode, uh, obviously, will have no commercial breaks in it. Um, and, of course, we will call this a special episode because uh, this will have a very special guest of mine, uh, psychic medium Carl Ray. What you're about to hear is a full conversation between me and Carl, and not a typical interview. I wanted to really dive in to some of those questions that I constantly hear uh, from my guests on the interactive ghost hunting experiences and some of the things that I've always been curious about. Uh, this was a very fun conversation. Uh, the audio you'll notice is a little bit different because this conversation was held uh, at, at my home um, as well as Carl's home. Um, so you may hear some background noise. Um, and yes, I do live near a train and those kind of things. So you may hear some background noises. Uh, what's important here is, is the actual conversation. Uh, I'm very excited to share this with you. I'm very excited for Carl because this is his first interview uh, where I literally got to take a, a, a really deep look inside of a psychic's brain and how it works. Uh, lots of fun, and I can't wait for you guys to hear this. So without further ado, let's get into that interview, and that way you can start asking some of the same questions of yourself and when you are ready to go and talk to Carl. Here you go, guys. Little jingle break, and enjoy the interview. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Stories in the Cemetery. So, longtime listeners, uh, you'll be glad to know that my guest for today's show, and happy Halloween, by the way, everybody. This will be launching on Halloween. Uh, you should know my guest already from some very early episodes of the podcast, um, and he is going to give us some insight into a topic that I am not exactly an expert on. Uh, so I decided, instead of just doing a teach and train about equipment, that I would bring an expert on on psychic and mediumship. Welcome, psychic medium Carl Ray. So Carl, why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about you and what it is that you do. Hi, I'm Carl Ray, by the way. And what I do is listen to frequency that comes to me. I use that frequency to get visions that look like still movies to me. And then we just take those still movie pieces, put them together, and see what we have and what we create. Wow. So that, I mean, I know that was very short, but there, that was pretty loaded. Um, that, there's a lot going on in there. Um, so... All right, let's kind of get a little bit into more of the detail, I guess, is, is, you know, through your, you know, psychic abilities, I mean, card reading, automatic writing, um, just atrophy, like, talk to me, like, what is it exactly that you love to do? And what are you best at? Let's start there. Okay, what do I love to do? Oh. I love actually, as you know, I love doing my tarot. Uh -huh. I absolutely love that. But way before that ever came along was just seeing the other side, just, just, just seeing it and not understanding why other people do not see it. So I would say my favorite thing is just getting connection from the other side so I can help people and provide somewhat of an answer for them. Okay. So when you say provide some of an answer and you have your clientele, um, that will come to see you. And, and of course, I, I talk about you a lot on the interactive ghost hunting experiences because I, I get a lot of, you know, um, touristy type guests that travel through Charleston. Um, you're based out of Myrtle Beach. And if somebody is going to be visiting Myrtle Beach and they ask me for, you know, what's a good psychic medium that I could go visit? You know, you're my first referral. 
Um, so hopefully you've been seeing some of my guests come out and see you. Um, but with some of the, the tarot, uh, I think some of the questions that I have today, and again, this is going to feel very conversational for our listeners. Uh, and, and as they already know, like I only take like a handful of notes for my regular shows, and there are no notes today. Like This should feel like an, an entire open conversation. Um, so, Carl, I want to learn... I guess learn more about um, first off, like when did you first realize you had this beautiful ability to be able to connect with the other side and to be able to provide answers for other people? Okay, definitely have the answer for that. So honestly, ever since I can remember, I've been able to just pick up what I call frequency, which other people have other names for it, apparitions, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I get, I get frequency. I had it since I was born. When I was little, I complained about hearing like a hum and these high frequencies and synchronicities and everything. And they took me to the hearing doctor. They're like, oh, he has good hearing, blah, 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 blah. But it got to the point at night where they couldn't figure out what it was. So they figured out that what I was hearing was the high pitch from a TV being plugged in and a refrigerator. So they had to learn to every night pull out the TV. Wow. So, I mean, so since I was little, little things like that, but confirmation started early um short short story i'll get into it some other time but i lived directly next to my grandparents and when i had to go live with my grandparents for a while my grandmother was um she was not one that would say hi i'm a witch you know what i mean <laughs> sure but she was a nat she was a natural white and green witch and and we had deep roots of the appalachia i grew up very poor in the mountains of west virginia um I came a long way, baby. Yeah. But it, 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 it's all about, I've always knew, but confirmation happened when I was nine years old. And I was very close to my grandparents, of course, because it was next door, and for most reasons I was there. So it was an April morning. I was nine. And I heard a knock at the back door, and I'm like, um, there's only one person comes to the back door, and that was my grandpa. At this point, my grandpa was in intensive care in the hospital because he was a coal miner and he had black lung and he had cancer, so he was passing away. And I and I knew that, but the only person came to my back door was my grandpa. And I got up out of bed and I went to the back door. My grandpa was just standing there. And he said, make sure you take the coal in for your grandmas and watch out for the bears. About three seconds later, the phone rang. My, my dad answered. There was a sudden change of vibe and frequency. I knew what was going on. And my grandpa just passed. Wow. So I knew at that moment, confirmation sure. was quite valid, even at the age of, I was nine. Nine seems to be a big, powerful number for me for some reason. And it, yeah, yeah. So, wow. that's it in a just. So that was your, your letter to Hogwarts, the age of nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Sorry to make it very. There was no three-fourths no three or anything. I, I got it all. <laughs> I got it all that morning. And I remember, like, it was like the following weekend was Easter. And honestly, you know, the people in my family were not what you call religious, but they all believed in something. But we all went to church that Sunday. <laughs> I'm sure. Know? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, you know, they, there was always the roads and lead ways of knowing that validation. And my grandma knew, my grandma knew that I was gifted because she had the gift. My grandmother would uh, read with uh, regular playing cards. She didn't mess around with no tarot. Yep. So, you know, you know and, complete uh, uh, honesty here, my grandmother also read playing cards. So Makes so much sense. It does. So you, you mentioned something that I'm going to touch on because it's part of where I wanted to lead our conversation anyway. And you said you were born with disability. Now, I am a person mm -hmm. that believes that we are all 
born with some innate ability such as yours. Mm. However, mm-hmm. 98% of our population is conditioned to, I guess, make it a taboo subject of those are not what you're seeing. That was just the wind. Um, those are not voices. Those are That's the refrigerator, so to speak, um, that you're hearing in the middle of the night because nothing else is running. Um, what are your thoughts on that theory that we are all born with disability, but we have been conditioned to shut it off? Mm, Great, great question. Um, And for the people out there listening, this is my first time telling this publicly. I mean, just my deepest friends know. And uh, so this is like a whole new beginning, but I felt like today was the day to tell y'all the story. You know, so happy Halloween, and thank you, Nick, for having me on. So I feel like, okay, I want to word this in a way because, as you know, on my Facebook page, I don't talk about sex, politics, or religion. Correct. I just don't. Right. And I will never. And I don't let people, and people get mad because I don't let them express it, but it's just my rule, my kingdom. Um, but... I do feel like we all are conditioned. I do feel like our characters are created for us. Um, I feel like what kept my gift going was my grandmother did not try to change my character. Because I'm a high believer, everything that that we learn between birth to five years old, That's what conditions us for the rest of our life. Mm -hmm. And we fight breaking that character. But without going in this whole political abstraction type of way, I do feel like Big Brother is scared of magic, knows that it works. Absolutely. Um, So it's rooted out there in different words and different sayings to everybody. So it doesn't matter if you're in the Appalachia, it doesn't matter if you're in Hollywood, People get uh, scared, they're conditioned, and so it's just like we we create that, our character's created to just not believe in it, so we don't believe in it ourselves, so we just don't use it or have it, and if you don't use it, what happens? You lose it. Right, and and it's... I just so happen to have a great-grandmother that didn't try to break my character. So we're, we're on the same page, that we all are born with this very strong third eye that we just we don't use it and that's where the i guess the questions about like brain capacity and how much of our brain do we use you know and and i'm a true believer in one of those pieces where um how do i put this there are things that happen throughout our day every day that we brush off and that was coincidental and i am a true believer that there are no such thing as a coincidence like it just does not exist in my world and everything happens for an exact reason whether I was meant to hear something whether I was meant to see something whether I was you know meant to act a certain way you know what can I learn from it and how can I move on and looking at you know our world in the in the aspects that we do have of a world today and how it's changed so much in the past three to five years it is hard to not realize that every single thing that happens has happened for a reason. And I think we all need to be a little bit more in tune with that. So uh, I don't want to say thank you for the confirmation that, you know, my, my theory about our own abilities is there, but I do have, a, a, I guess, a, a probing question to that. And this may help some of my, my listeners and my guests on my show or on my interactive ghost hunting experiences learn to understand what is going on with them in their lives. Now on my, I'll call them tours, just to make it short, um, I, I meet a lot of people, young, old, middle-aged, um, all different you know, backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, diversities, and I will tell you out of the 60 to 70 people that I meet per week that come and do this tour to come play with the devices and the gadgets, I will probably have a good five or six one of the first things that they tell me is that they are a sensitive, an empath, they're psychic or medium, so forth and so on. However, with what oh, I Lord. now with mm-hmm. what I do out there and looking for validation and confirmation, 
with proof. Some of these folks can seem a little over the top, um, and they are all self-proclaimed. I, I don't want to say all, because I have met a good handful of psychics that kind of hide their ability from their, their public life, and they still stay in touch with me. So for those of you listening, you know who you are. Um, but I would say the good majority of those self-proclaimed ability folks, what advice do you have for these folks if they truly do have an ability, what they can do to hone those skills for confirmation? Okay. First off, I'm going to start out by saying this kind of, you know me, I'm blunt. I just put it out there. I don't hold back. I'm a huge skeptic. Huge. As am I. And I do believe that everybody does have the gift or born with it, but I don't believe that everybody that says it really is, but I don't want to like really burst their bubble. I don't want to take away their magic. Right. You know, who am I to like judge or say, but my advice is really to truly just believe in yourself. Hmm. Just believe in yourself because you know what? I have been called the devil. I have been called <laughs> so many things. Trust. And you know what? If you take it all to heart and you just don't be yourself because you're not being the character what people want you to be, then you really don't have the magic because when you have the magic, you're strong. Strong. Love it. Just be you. And I, and I love that. And and. When I say some of these folks are a little over the top, it's it's almost, um, I, I hate to use the phrase attention-seeking, um, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes it can feel or come off that way. And and I'll be mm-hmm. honest, you know, I, I take people to haunted locations on a nightly basis. Um, I have the ability and the capacity to be able to, I hate to say, like, put them to the test. But there are times where I will withhold inf- more information uh, that I normally tell in the normal history of that space. Um, because again, it, it's a history slash ghost hunting tour. They need to know the history. So I'll, I'll, I've learned to withhold one or two extra pieces on purpose to see if they pick up on that. Um, and there are, you know, the psychics that have come on my tours and I've, you know, validated even in my own brain. Um, I would tell you that they all have a common thing that they see or feel or whatever their, you know, ability is. And it's always the same person. So I leave that person out of it until they bring it up. Um, so that's kind of a almost like a true test that I am able to do for them. Um, and at the end of the night, you know, if they come up to me, and I've had some come up to me the exact same way that you did um, to tell me about my grandmother who follows me around. Um, and they will give me very specific things about my grandmother, which to me is also validating because they know nothing about me. Um, Absolutely. And, 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 Again, just there's a lot there, and I figured, you know, coming from somebody like you that that does this and practices and hones the skill on a regular, daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis the way you do, I thought it would be sound advice for some of my guests for you to, and I love that, just be yourself. Believe in yourself. And that's that's strong. Love it. Love, love, love it. Because, I mean, it took took work to get here. I mean, I mean. I am a little over the top, don't get me wrong, but my over the top has is not my over the top with my psychic ability ever. Correct. And I don't go up into people's face. I, you know, I love Teresa Caputo and all that, but I'm also skeptical on that a little bit, but we won't go there, that's a different show. Um, I just feel that, I, I don't even know where I was going. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's that's a very loaded question, you know, for somebody like you um, that does this, like I said, on a regular and hones your skill and craft the way that you do. Um, I, oh. You got it. Let's, I know where I was going. Yeah, I was, going, I was like, yeah, I'm a little over the top. It has nothing to do with my psychic gift. I'm not one of those, that, those people that ever really throws it in their face. My over the top is just something that I learned between zero and five. That was how to be a showman from Liberace. I love to wear the crown. I love to wear a little sparkle. But it's not to like get the attention for my psychic abilities. It's just to simply, it's just part of my character that I created that I love and put it out there. And that's what you do. You be yourself, even if it's 
out there, you still be yourself. Absolutely. And, and it, that kind of goes along with, I mean, with me that doesn't practice um, any psychic abilities whatsoever, uh, you know, m my wife, April, as you know, uh, will say that, you know, I'm one of those people that can walk into a room and grab the attention. Um, and I don't know yeah. if that's from, you know, my ability to be able to speak to crowds and walk in confidently because I'm being myself. Um, or when I'm teaching people how to use a spirit box and I can be myself. And, you know, a great thing about me is, is I feel like I have an ability to teach. So my, my over-the-top personality comes out the same way that yours does when you are doing your Facebook Lives, when you're doing readings. You know, I've had, you know, plenty of readings from you. We've worked together on cases before. And that's, I think, what draws us to each other and why we've been friends for so long and why we work so well together is because of our not over-the-top clashing personalities, but because we recognize the ability of the other person. And, and I think... And, and we understand that people have a life. Correct. You know? Things, people are so freaking impatient. Yes. My gosh. Yes, they are. You know, things come <laughs> up. People have life. So, you know, people really, people need to learn to calm down a little bit yeah well that goes back to the way you know the world is today so let's let's get into speaking of you know some of the work that you and i have done together you know mm. i i i love working with you carl and you know my listeners oh, same, same. and if they if they've listened to the podcast for any length of time they'll know that the first i don't know four five six episodes were our cases together where i simply refer to you as psychic because uh, you and I hadn't had that agreement that I could use your name and kind of publicize, you know, uh, everything that is that you do. So I'm glad we're on that page now. But let's talk about some of the things that still fascinate me about those cases. Um, one thing that you did uh, during all of those cases, and for my listeners, you know, if you haven't listened to those episodes, uh, I would pick up Carl and he would not know the location, only if we were going to be indoors or outdoors and what the weather was that day. That was all I told him. Uh, plan to be uh, away from home for this amount of time based on travel and time spent at the location, and that was it. So, uh, Carl, I'm sure you can confirm that for me. Absolutely. What a hoot. I know, right? So, during the rides there, uh, Carl would bring out a notebook, and he would just start writing with a, with a Sharpie, and I can hear it squeaking in the background, and he was picking up on things as we got closer to our location. Um, so talk to me about this automatic writing, like what it is and how it is that it comes to you. Okay, absolutely, Nick. Um, how it comes along is through my frequency. It's like, think of it as a radio, and sometimes is uh, you're driving forward, it gets stronger. Okay. If you're driving away from the radio station back in the day, FM, AM, whatever, <laughs> it would get weak, right? right? Yep. So think of it in that term, if you're, <laughs> if you're old enough to know that or young enough. But anyways, it, it, think of it as you're getting closer to the area. It, it's all about picking up the pieces of frequency, and I just start seeing visions, and I just automatically write them down. That way I have confirmation when I get there what's kind of going on, and then if I'm having a question about it myself, then I can kind of like refer back, back to it or ask the people that's around that might know so we can put the pieces together mm -hmm. and and you know what you just said like i posted because you sent me pictures of all of the automatic writing pages um so those are all Absolutely. posted um in the blog posts for those cases that we worked on um you know obviously they're, they're scribbles and doodles and, and things that just came to you along the way um but i will tell you after working with some paranormal devices um over the past you know four or five years that i've been doing the tours uh, the things like I still go back to our old cases and I, I am amazed at how accurate things were. We had initials, we had numbers, we had um, a very clear message that wasn't vague that we had to create a story around. Um, that's what I love so much about that ability to be able to do that automatic writing. And I, I've never practiced it myself. I've never, you know, taken the Sharpie to a sketchbook to see what comes up. Um, but I would refer to your automatic writing as the people that are conditioned to not pay attention to that ability, to the same ability mm -hmm. to listening to a spirit box and looking for those clues and listening for those numbers, the names, the initials, the things that are going to be entirely accurate. Would that be kind of a safe assumption to compare it to? 
Yes, I feel like talking about an old FM AM radio, honey. That's how I feel. I feel like I'm an old radio. Okay. And, 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 I, and I just didn't get to the part of like skipping to, you know, a little box telling me things. Nothing wrong with that. It's just I'm still the old radio. And and as a just can't change all the channels, you know? I know. And and it's not like you're stuck on AM. You're not that old, Carl. Now Yeah. So I guess with um, with what I've been able to do over the past you know four or five years, I have kind of become an expert on spirit box work. And as you know, as a writer myself, uh, I've become quite the wordsmith. You know, I'm still writing, and communication is key to me. So I, what I don't understand are some of those people that come to me and have the the empathic feelings. So that's where I feel like maybe some of your expertise might come into play of what do those feelings look like and how do you identify that they're not your own? Oh, I know, loaded questions, brother. You know what? I, 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 I know exactly where I kind of want to go with that. Um, and I was just kind of like talking about this the other day with somebody that did not get it. But anyway... Um, ego you have to figure out if it's your ego feeding you or if it's actually an energy that you are truly picking up it goes back to about so many people want to believe in something or feel something that sometimes i feel like it's created so it's almost like you got to really dig really so extremely deep, shut off, have a total ego kill, and make sure that it's truly you and your feeling and not the ego. I love that. That That is so it's, accurate. Wow. It's so fucking hard. Yeah, I'm sure. Because, like I said, the folks that come to me and claim to be empaths, and, and again, I understand what empaths are. However, I, I don't think that I can ever recall with any of the sessions that I've ever done, whether it be, um, you know, with a spirit board, um, you know, pendulums, uh, spirit boxes, that I've ever been so overwhelmed with an emotion that I could fully understand what was happening. Now, have... I mean, don't get me wrong. I have had other experiences with smell, taste, um, you know, extra, you know, just normal sensory type things. But emotion has never been one of those pieces for me where I could feel the emotion or the anger or the happiness, um, you know, from spirit that says that this is not my own. So I I'm, I'm, can't thank you enough for clarifying that. And I think the word ego truly explains it for those listeners out there that may be struggling with this or learning about this um you know check the ego at the door i love that like check your ego it, 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 it's like we're conditioned when we're little from the beginning of the, uh, in cartoons of the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder to me that's like perfectly conditioning when we're a kid believing sort of like in that it's going to get you in trouble because ego doesn't like change right ego wants to be stroked ego ego wants to be petted <laughs> so we're, we're 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 like so we're conditioned to think that's a god a lot of people think ego's good ego ego in my opinion whole different show is the devil and me would be the angel Love it. Love, love, love it. Wow, this, this is so insightful, Carl. So um, just, and, and I, I watch a lot of your Facebook Lives and your tarot readings, and we, we've chatted many, many times. Um, however, I don't think I've ever really, uh, you know, headfirst went for a swan dive inside your brain. And, and, I, and I love I've never it. allowed anybody. Wow. So your fan base uh, obviously will um, probably uh, appreciate all of this as well. Um, because I'm sure, oh, yeah. um, so let's talk about some of the work that you've been doing lately. Uh, it's obviously a lot of tarot. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know mm -hmm. you have multiple decks and I do want to, mm -hmm. um, and this is a question that's been raised in my brain, uh, for a long period of time, just simply because, um, it, it's one of those, um, 
myths and legends about tarot cards. And I just, I want clarification from you. Um, I have always been told mm-hmm. that tarot cards as a deck should be gifted instead of mm. purchased. So, Absolutely. So why mm-hmm. is that? It, it's an energy exchange. Okay. And it's to make sure, and it's to make sure your ego is not taking them out because of pretty artwork. Hmm. Okay. But I'm not gonna lie, my <laughs> ego has popped up and bought some. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it real. Love my it. My ego has bought some, but honestly, though, probably ninety-seven percent of my cards have been gifted to me by companies or uh friends family etc you know so just once in a while i'll be like ah, that's, that looks pretty cool you know so of course i have but sure. it, it's better if they're gifted now you said 97 percent. how many decks do you have take a guess mm. Three hundred and twenty-three. Wow, that's a very specific number. Did you just count those? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kind of like scanned real quick, you know. Wow. Yeah, probably about three hundred and twenty-three decks, and that's including Oracle with it, though. Sure. Tarot and Oracle. Okay. Yeah. That's probably three twenty-three. So that—that's. I mean, I have a good—I have a good dozen right here, out spread out in front of me now because I've been so busy. What's the difference between tarot cards and oracle cards? Um, most tarot are based off of Rider weight, which is all the same, which is based off of playing cards. But anyways, um, tarot is just your old school, seeing what's going down. And oracles are usually a positive inspiration or something to find positive. Because a lot of times I find my readings to be a little blunt, a little in your face. I don't care if you're my friend or not. I'm going to tell you what the tarot's saying. So I feel like it's a lot of times it's nice to have a nice little oracle at the end just to soften things up a little bit. Okay, that's fair. I love that. Do you have a favorite? Different strokes for different folks. People are going to say different things. They are. Um, I actually um, recently purchased a deck. It is a playing card deck based off of Rider Waite. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's a very I'm a huge rider weight lover. Huge. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a very interesting deck. Um, and I chose it because I felt like it kind of called to me, um, you know, based on, you know, my family history of, you know, Bubba, my grandmother, playing, uh, using playing cards as her own kind of like gypsy deck. Um, do you have a favorite tarot deck that's personal to you? I do, but it's very controversial. Okay, how so? To be honest. So I don't want people coming at me if I say who it is. So I'll give a little DL. So this guy I met years ago created one of the most beautiful decks I've ever seen in my life. He did send me the deck because before it even started, I was like, your digital work is insanely on cue on how I feel. Um, I didn't create a whole card, but I had a little input about one of the cards in this deck. I do love the deck, but that what happened is we're in such a culture cancel era Mm -hmm. right now. Everybody freaking wants to cancel everybody. All right. So even in the tarot world, lo and behold, it happened. Okay. So this dude put up something a little obscure that probably shouldn't have been said, but it was his own opinion. So everybody came at him, and they now everybody hates the death because of that. It's a that's in the terror world. Mm. But it happens to be my favorite death, and it's called the Illuminati. Mm. And it's just mm, probably ninety percent of my people have had a reading from them. They're just they're my favorite. Okay. And that's where you have to be shutting off ego and allowing yourself to like the art of somebody or something. Separate it from the person. You can like somebody's art, but not like them. Correct. People don't know how to do that, Nick. They don't know how to do that. Well, 
this should be a in the way. this should be an eye opener to those listening to and and it, it actually works uh in just the opposite effect you know you could like the person but not like their work absolutely <laughs> absolutely but along with the rider weight there is another little thing out there and it's called i i'm no coming at me because i don't know how to say it right but it's called the mott tarot, tarot m-a-a-t and it's not really tarot it's a whole thing based on its own from Egyptian time. They say okay. it's even older than the tarot. Interesting. I believe. But I do love that deck as well. Very cool. So it's funny that you said that um, you kind of knew the, the artist that designed that deck. Uh, the artist that I work with for my book covers, um, he is a fantastic digital artist, and I absolutely love his work. It's a little on the darker side. Um, but he and I have been talking over the past year about creating a tarot deck with the Stories in a Cemetery logo for the back. Um, and of course, mm -hmm. being branded that way. Um, you know, and of course, we're working out those details. Um, and of course, it's, it's a lot of more financial pieces to make sure royalties are in place and things like that, um, since it would be a collaboration. Uh, but that has been, you know, on the, the back burner uh, of the Stories in a Cemetery creations um, for probably about two years now, and we finally have been talking about it, uh, but that is a lot of artwork that I have to sift through to make sure, like, what matches the card meanings and the feelings from that card uh, to be able, you know, to match it with one of his images, because I'm going to be using his pre-existing work. Um, but very interesting that you brought that up, because um, you were one of the first people I thought of, of, like, where am I going to send these decks off to, um, you know, to kind of get the word out about them, and you were, of course, you know, my first choice. Um, uh, I mean... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if that ever comes to fruition, uh, you'll be the first one to know because you'll have a, a new deck gifted with my past energy to you, uh, of course. Um, so that's basically, it's Thank just funny you. that you brought that up. So I have a great idea that I want to do for my own tarot, so I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, and of course, you know, Stories in a Cemetery is always about, you know, quality, um, especially a product with, you know, since I, you know, publish pretty much everything myself. Um, you know, and April's help of the, the digital mind that she has that helps make sure that the book is going to be, you know, ready to go before it leaves, you know, and goes to the shelves. Um, she'll be involved with that as well, just to kind of make sure um, everything is lined up perfectly, everything matches, and everything flows properly. Um, but that'll be uh, probably another year or so before we kind of get that off the ground, because again, it's a lot of financial backing for that. So as we kind of end our conversation, can't thank you enough um, but before I ask your final question, I do want to give you an opportunity to kind of plug yourself. Where can we find uh, anything about you? Um, obviously, I've mentioned Facebook Lives, uh, but talk about your website, talk about uh, where we can find you and where my guests can get a hold of you. All right. Uh, thank you, Nick. Um, first place to check me out would be carlrays.com. That is a S at the end of Rays, carlrays.com. Um, from there, you will see my website, and it will lead you to um, my social media of Facebook. Um, my Facebook is Psychic Medium Carl Ray, and I do lives on there once or twice a week um, doing readings for people. I did just recently start a kind of campy, kind of fun little thing on the side just to see where it goes on YouTube. And that is Celeb News with Tarot. It's just kind of like tongue-in-cheek, fun just to see what's going on. It, it, it'll probably go big because I'm not working on it hard, man. <laughs> it's one of those things. You know what I mean? I feel like shutting off the ego. If you're working too hard, the universe is like, well, apparently he likes to work, so we're going to keep him doing this. You just kind of just, just like put up three or four videos, just let them go and just see what happens. Yeah, I feel like that's when it works the best. And that's so that's celeb news with Tara on YouTube. So you, you mentioned, and I've mentioned it too. Your Facebook lives, um, and, and this isn't your last question. I, I actually came up with one more. Um, so talk to me about how because I mean, just like you and I are talking through video right now, and, and our folks won't see this mm -hmm. because you know it's just us. Um, but your Facebook lives, and a lot of psychic mediums are using TikTok. Um, you know, they're using other social media platforms to do live readings through social media, through a digital format versus person to person. How does that differ when somebody is doing something through a digital format and you're not face to face with that person that you're doing a reading for? 
Oh, Nick, that's a loaded question. I have like so many things I kind of want to say before I get into it. Guys, once again, I'm a huge skeptic. And I'm not saying everybody that's on the TikTok and whatever else is fake. I'm not saying that. But I am also in saying that we're in the culture of era where all of a sudden tarot card readers are one of the biggest things out there on the TikTok world for some reason. People, yep. just make sure you are truly feeling it. And if it seems too proppy, too much for you, it's probably too much for you. I'm not saying everybody's a fake or anything like that. But I do feel like when I'm doing my lives, I, I do keep it legit. I only do lives exclusively on Facebook. It's been that way since 2015. Okay, and when it goes into my gift, how, where I use frequency, long as I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it, babe. I'm just feeling it. it it's my frequency. You know, it's just me fine-tuning in. Some of these people I know, but then there's, I, I mean, all of a sudden my audience has expanded to people in Australia and Britain and New Zealand. Wow. And I don't know these people from pickles and cucumbers, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's like, and then, you know, they're just like, I'm mind blown. How would you know this? I'm a thousand miles away. It's just me finding tune my frequency using my gift. Wow. I'm not saying other people don't have the gift, but I'm saying just kind of, I, I, I'm a huge believer and I'm going to say it again. It's going to do this show is going to be about, I really want so many people to kill off their ego and just get in tune with who they are. And so, and that has to do picking your tarot reader and et cetera. Make sure that you're really feeling it. And if they're telling you exactly what you want to hear, it's probably the wrong reader. Wow. Like, when, when you said, I gave the loaded question, you just gave a, a fully loaded answer. Um, I am full of gimbal gabble today, man. <laughs> I'm full of gimbal gabble. I, I'm like tapped into your old aunt or something because I'm on fire. Mm, well, that kind of leads into my next question. What I'm going to ask of you, my good friend, um, I want you to pull out that Illuminati deck, and I want you to give me a three-card reading, please. Okay. I just happen to have this deck right out beside me. So, you know, you know, like, Nick, it would be so obvious. I would be like, oh, let's talk about your grandma. Right. Because we just talked about your grandma, Correct. right? So this is where people do that cold read, and they'll be like, ooh, Nick, your grandma's here. Oh, she's baking a cake, and she's so happy. You know what I mean? Well, she would be making pierogies, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With you, though, I am still in an older energy. But it's not grandmother. It, it is more like it's great aunt type of feeling. Mm -hmm. So, you know, along the line, that's kind of different. I don't think I've ever picked that up for you before. All right, let's just recall. The first card is the Prince of Pentacles. So, Nick, basically this card is saying to me, financially, you're going to be moving forward okay. Might not be rolling in the gold, per se. But we can be moving forward and be feeling more balanced than we have for a while. Okay. I like that. Your next card. Uh, yeah, but this is kind of like mind-blowing because then your next card is the Queen of Pentacles, which comes after this card. And trust me, this, this deck is well shuffled. So yeah, this is the Queen of Pentacles. So this is saying, ooh, Nick. You have a choice coming up where it's going to be very important for you to choose the fruit or choose the gold. Hmm. So here's the thing. Once again, freaking out a little bit because I'm going to bring up this word again. Ego. Okay. So this card is perfect representation of ego. So because you're thinking, do I choose the fruit or do I choose the gold? Probably 99% of people are going to be like, I want the gold. I want the gold. I want to be happy. I want all that money. Yeah. And, and they're saying, fuck the fruit. <laughs> but they're not realizing the fruit is what's keeping them alive. Mm. So you have this uh, situation coming up, killing off your ego a little bit. Not that I think you're egotistical. But this card is just saying you might want to work on, it's fine to aim for the gold, but also remember your fruit. Um, also, this card is saying that there is some new energy coming your way. 
So you already have dogs and birds and all of that. So I don't know what kind of energy. Maybe maybe a new ghost is coming your way. But there is definitely new energy coming your way. Your third and final card is the Eight of Cups. Eight of Cups is always a representation for me that as things are coming up and you're evolving, you're changing, your balance may seem a little off. But it's because you haven't had this type of balance for a long time. So it's going to feel weird. So once again, it's about letting go of certain situations. And just remember, because it feels off balance, doesn't mean that it's wrong. It's just a new vibe for you. So you just need to learn to hone it in and know that it's good and not bad because it's just different in a change. Sometimes it's good whole different show breaks the matrix mm. so you're not stuck wow so for my guests i i first off wanted to um and, and that was completely candid uh carl had no idea i was going to be asking him for a three card reading um but i also oh, wanted no. to um i want to validate this you know for the listeners so for two things that stood out to me um first off uh with everything that i'm doing with stories in a cemetery uh, the possibility of, you know, working on outside cases uh, is kind of a subsidiary of the parent company for Stories in a Cemetery, um, calling it Silhouette Investigations. You know, people have asked me all the time, why don't you have your own TV show? And like, first off, I don't want to be on TV and have that stigma about me that I am one of those people like you feel about the folks on TikTok. Um, so it is a possibility that I have to choose the fruit or the, or the gold. Um, whether Discovery decides or, you know, Discovery or Travel Channel wants to call me and say, we love your personality, we want to give you a show, that's just not something I'm looking to portray because I know that the fruit of my work is where I give personal experiences to the guests that I see regularly. Them watching me on TV will not give them that personal experience. Secondly. See, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm the opposite of that, Nick. Um, and I think it's because I have killed off a lot of my ego. I'm not saying I've killed it all off, but I've killed a lot of it off. I'm ready for that, which is kind of crazy because I feel like in my character, I'm kind of like, I want to be the rock star. I want to show up, be in front of the camera, but I don't want to be the guy that does all the writing and stuff behind the camera. Mm. And this is where you and I find our balance because you understand how I am with that and mm -hmm. I understand how you are with that. So. Who's to say someday we won't have our own show, Nick? Yeah, and, and, and you and I have already kind of discussed, uh, you know, possible working together again on cases um, and, and kind of starting things off with YouTube. So who knows? Uh, listeners of this today may uh, hear the beginnings of our brainstorming of putting this together. Because, of course, I love to write. I love to be that backdrop guy. And even in Charleston, I'm kind of the, uh, there's a guy that'll take you ghost hunting. Like, I like being the underground person with that. Um, I know, yeah. you know, my methods and theology with going on with, uh, you know, ghost hunting in general isn't exactly orthodox to the way the TV shows are, and that's exactly why I do what I do. I bring truth to it um, and validation for people in real time. That's, that's the beauty of it for me. Um, secondly, you said something about a new energy coming into play. You said possibly a new ghost. Um, starting in November of every year, um, I start investigating a new case to add to my tour, uh, and I take out one location and add a new one. Um, the great ant is, that you mentioned is a great possibility of something that is there. Um, I'll be curious to know if you want to tell me off screen if you have come up with a name or at least initials for that person. Um, but again, just validation for my folks um, of how he basically just gave me a reading, everybody, of exactly how it sounds and looks on Facebook Live. It is natural. It, it comes very candid and very bold. Um, he normally would, you know, tune into my grandmother if we were face-to-face. -face. However, today was not one of those things. Um, and again, I've already mentioned my grandmother several times during this episode. So, yes, it would have been very easy for him to tune into that. And that's why I love Carl so much, is that he is valid. He's candid and true to what he does. So, Carl, I cannot thank you enough for coming onto the show and bringing some insight to some of the folks that I meet on a regular basis and being my very first interviewed guest. Uh, I shouldn't say that. My second interviewed guest. 
um, you know, on the show. And this may be something that I do more and more depending on how this episode goes and what kind of reaction we get out of it from uh, both of our fan bases. And uh, again, it's been a pleasure to not only see your face through this video, uh, but also to have a very in-depth chat and you allowing me to swan dive into your brain cells. Um, so this has been awesome. So thank you so much. Again, one more time, tell my folks where they can find you and we will wrap this up. All right, Nick. Well, thank you for having me. And like, this is like first time I've let anyone really kind of pick at my brain, actually, Nick. Um, I, and this is like where like I wish I did like doing more of what you did because even just the little story that I told you earlier about my grandpa coming, I have hundreds more like that. But the thing is, I hate to write. I would probably have a million dollar book, and I but I hate to write. So it's funny how the universe just plays these little things with you, but you mm -hmm. just got to be aware of them and be like, it's okay. Whatever's meant to happen will happen. Believe right. in yourself more. Um, you can find me at carlrays.com. That's R-A-Y-S.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Psychic Medium Carl Ray. And then my fun new campy little channel on YouTube called Celeb News with Tarot. Awesome. Love it, brother. Thanks again so much for coming on. And uh, I will talk to you soon, I'm sure. All right. Well, thank you.